This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Oh, wait. I drink it up. First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Some of us pump and some of us slump. Uh, joining me once again is Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. You crazy if you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a loud orange hat on my head and a whistle. What's up? Not much. Just uh, getting over COVID. Me and the whole family. <laughs> it's going around. I probably gave it to you when we exchanged DVDs. <laughs> that's probably what happened i thought about meeting up today or yesterday uh to exchange movies again and i was like nah he probably will be coming over (laughs) breathing covid on him even if it's outside (laughs) although i tested negative today so that's a plus see i never got tested so i I have no idea got those take-home tests you get a bunch of them for free through your insurance generally i've never tested positive not yet (laughs) <laughs> i've never tested period <laughs> <laughs> tell us bro what happens the more you test well the more the more you test the more covid you find <laughs> indeed that other voice you hear is minnesota's own zolly becker i want you to do me a favor i want you to tell all your friends about me what are you i'm batman <laughs> Hello, hello. Fresh off his most recent Twitter suspension, which is funny because I think I introduced you with the same line last spring yes. when he came on to talk about the Batman, and it still it's still applies to problem. <laughs> I think I was accidentally confused with Kanye West. Okay. I'm not sure what the problem was last week. It didn't see Jew slash Jewish in your profile? Uh, no, I removed that because it's it's in now to uh, no longer identify publicly. Oh, okay. you know, to say what you say, what else you are. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, I'm still kind of Ukrainian. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. So, what brought on this most recent suspension? Um, Was it James Gunn? No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know. I think I actually, um, I think I thought something I said was a threat when it wasn't a threat, but it's it's AI based. Okay. It's, it was very unusual. Because I wasn't anticipating it. You posted a screenshot, right? Was it one yeah. of those like uh, you engaged in targeted ambiguous. harassment or something? Yeah, I never, I never target harass anyone ever. That is what, that is what for, uh, you know, peaceful charities are for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, uh, um, hopefully, uh, well, it'll be we'll the last s- one now that Elon is uh, yeah. in charge. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I could, uh, they could force me to like pay, and then I, I'm gone. So I will not pay to use a social media site. Well, they're only going to charge for the blue check marks, right? Well, I mean, they might charge for like anyone over with like 500 
followers or whatever. Oh, we're safe. Like, I see you out there is all you trying to gain those followers. <laughs> well, it's mainly a result of what, you know, my work in, in the Snyder movement um, uh, and my insane shit I post all the time. But uh, I assume that any one of my many Twitter accounts can be nuked at any point. So I don't, I don't think they're long lasting. Yeah. Not just because of like changes to the uh, the leadership and how they you know decide who gets monetized or who gets seen, just because uh, any one of them mm-hmm. can get struck in. Because unless you're identified as like a, a noted author, they they can remove you. Speaking of the Snyder movement, we got Hamada. He's out. He's out. Uh, but what do you make of the recent Henry Cavill revelations with Black Adam and his he's back for more uh, Superman films? Do you think it's going to lead to any more Snyderverse type roles, or do you think Zach's kind of he's completely done now? No producing, no directing. It looks to me at the moment that, despite what anyone thinks, The Rock and Seven Bucks production. Productions, not production, whatever that means. They are actually in charge of the DC movies going forward. Not James Gunn? Well, I think James Gunn was appointed along with that other guy, that British guy, so they could be terminated. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because uh, I don't imagine there's going to be DC anything much longer. It'll be like McFarlane comics starring Batman hmm. and more Batman. Like, you know, I just don't see that, you know, lasting. Hmm. And, you know, and like, how do you have like someone like James Gunn promote Ezra Miller the Flash? I mean, like, really? It's like they're ishtarring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I think that's this, the Suicide Squad got. I guess I never saw it, but it seems like it got a little too much praise. And I don't know if Warner Brothers slash Discovery is kind of, I don't know, they took that too much into account and his success with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, we got to, we got to pounce on James Gunn. Let's keep him in DC. Like, it's going to be a big deal and and change things. Like, he's good, like he's a game changer. Well, the Suicide Squad didn't even do well at the box office, yeah. but critics loved it. <laughs> It kind of sucked. The other one was better. The uh, David Ayer's one was better. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was more like a a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the James Gunn one looked like amateur shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's well, not like the over his. The problem is at the end of the day, it all descends into uh, that uh, late trauma style that he championed. Mm-hmm. nothing that has any like scope or scale it's all like yeah you know, it felt really small and like there's a lack of like uh personality you know like it's everything's a joke he took the weed the whedon jokiness mind you gun, gun and whedon have different standards of like defenseless disarming humor but uh 
the gun thing is is a little meaner. Is a little mean. It wasn't funny either. Now I liked the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but the more I see of James Gunn's other stuff, I I've come to realize it's probably because of the Disney interference in it, yeah. and a, not so much of what he put into it. Yeah, Slither was not a, a hit, you know. Neither was um. I mean, his, his biggest hit, really, before Guardians of the Galaxy, is Scooby Doo. But that's Roger Gosnell. That's his movie. You know, Roger mm-hmm. Gosnell, you know, made teen movies and shit. He's a real, you know, director, like an actual one. You don't see him making anything anymore. But he's, you know, he's like legit. I mean, if you forgive Home Alone 3. <laughs> Which we do not. Okay. Is that the one with Scarlett Johansson? Yes. <laughs> he's good in everything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was a huge, well, I am a huge fan of Night of the Creeps. And so when I first saw Slither, I liked it a lot. And then I revisited it and I was kind of like, yeah, it didn't hold up as much for me the second time around. But I have it over there in the collection. It's just. Yeah, me too. It's one of those things. Memory was better than uh, rewatching it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the juvenile, the juvenility kind of, um, the hokey juvenility robs the comedy parts of its. Yeah. It's like everything's gross. <laughs> Grossness. Uh, well, that kind of leads into our topic for today, which is namely a film, but uh, a larger topic. We're going to be talking about sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama. And uh, I think that'll lead into a larger topic on B movie horror. And B-movie Scream Queens. Before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Crypticon, which you attended, Zolly. Yes. And I, w- I was going to attend until Felissa Rose dropped out. But um, we both saw your pictures there. Looks like uh, looked like it was a lot of fun. You were with, uh, let's see, you took a picture with Danielle Harris, right? Yeah. Danielle Harris. Who else? Uh, the, uh, the porn star. Ginger Lynn, yes. Ginger Lynn, yes. Yes. Um, Rob Zombie movie star. Yes, now, <laughs> yes. Um, Scott Taylor Compton. Okay. And, uh, Rob Zombie's Laurie Strode. Yes. And um, 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 uh, Jennifer Banco. That was that was it, I think. Okay. Because the, the star of today's film, do you pronounce it Linnea Quigley or Linnea yes. Quigley? Okay, Linnea. Uh, Linnea. Yeah, I think Linnea. Okay, Linnea Quigley was supposed to be there, but she also canceled. That's the one thing that bothers me so much about Crypticon. I'm sure it happens to cons all over the country, but you know they have these great guest lists, and then five of them, typically like three of the top five, will back out. You know, a month before it happens. That's why I always wait until the last minute to buy my tickets. I'm glad I waited this time. Well, that's why they call it a con. Yes. (laughs) There's an element of of con in con. It's right there in the title. They're they're not hiding anything. I saw the prices this year. It seemed like it doubled from two years ago. Well, yeah. The world is is hurting. (laughs) They're going to make up for lost time. There's only uh, so many years they have left. I mean, it's it's all it all has a bake sale mindset. I I didn't spend much time there. I only spent like an afternoon there. And then I left because I, I don't like the, 
teeming mass of people. <laughs> Do you spend much time with the vendors at those crypto Oh, uh, yes. I, I pay my respects to everyone. Yeah. They do so to me because we have history. And uh, I told the people at the full moon table how excited I was about the then upcoming 4K transfers. Mm. And they smiled and they laughed. <laughs> I'll put it with that. <laughs> I have respect for Charles Band and his. Uh, his manner of doing things. I mean, he sells mystery boxes, you know, literal mystery boxes, you know, <laughs> physical things for like eight hundred dollars. And like, you know, what's in it? It could be something cool. Really? Be, yeah. I mean, he does. Yeah. I mean, mostly. Does he do that uh, through the Full Moon website? Yes, you can. You can find an expensive box of an unknown Full Moon treasure, and uh, you can do that. Well, that sounds like something uh, you and Steve could get into at Cedar Cliff Collectibles. I have, I have, yeah, I have uh, suggested. Now, there, there is a historical point about sorority babes and slime bowl bowlerama. Here's a fun fact: the VHS tape from Full Moon was the first sale that Cedar Cliff Collectibles ever made twenty some years ago. Wow! In the first, wow. yeah, so very timely. That's pretty crazy. Yes. Um, I know Full Moon has a streaming service. And I don't have that. Of course not. No. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of, you know, Blue Underground titles and, you know, recent stuff. But uh, I, I, do, I do not. I do not subscribe to Full Moon or Chrome mm-hmm. now as of yet. I tell you what, though, I was tempted when I saw the advertisement because it said, you know, Full Moon, which, yeah, like you said, a lot of Full Moon or Blue Underground uh, kind of lesser B movie titles, but it was pretty cheap. And I think if you paid for the year, you got the uh, Puppet Master Blu-ray box set. Now I have not seen the Puppet Masters, but oh. I am interested oh. in at least a couple of them. Oh well, you know, I don't want to. The eighty eighty-eight films editions of you know that entire series are superior to the, the domestic edition just slightly, just slightly. And I mean that literally, just slightly, not like, you know, the way more. Mm-hmm. I mean, lost the flag if, if that matters, if that's even a perceptible reality in 2022. I'm not sure it is. I know that going forward, you know, Full Moon is still using, you know, normal Dolby Digital. And I don't begrudge them that because, you know, maybe there's no difference at the end of the day. I say there is, but maybe there is no difference. For something like Dr. Mordred. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are the Puppet Masters? I've only been interested just, I guess, in the, you know, the original three, maybe. But I know S. Craig Zoller wrote, I think, the most recent one. Yeah, the, the remake. The remake is, uh, it's okay. It's hyped. Is that the one that's called uh, The Littlest Reich? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just figured that was a. Uh, another sequel but that's a remake uh, it, it is a remake and i have a feeling that charlie band is very upset about it i didn't have a feeling because mm-hmm. like when they made puppet master versus a demonic toys for the sci-fi channel he was like that's not a real puppet masters movie <laughs> but i think now because like like craig s is like so much bigger 
actually was than than uh, Charlie Band in the minds of the afflicted. But he he just won't do that. Yeah, I've seen the first Puppet Master, and I I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I found it hard to get through. <laughs> David Schmoller directed Puppet Master, and he directed Pitts uh, Tourist Trap for Band. Okay, uh, Puppet Master was still an Empire Pictures movie, I think. Uh, and 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 the funny thing is, Paramount owns Puppet Master, the original Puppet Master movies. They actually own them. Hmm. They don't act on the copyright, but you know, but they do own them. And that's really didn't they? There's like a detent about full moon stuff. But anyway, the first Puppet Master movie is kind of like boring because there's like an, a mystery about who's killing these people in this building, and it's. Puppet Master 2 is the movie I think that uh, the fandom really embraces mm. the most because of how weird it is. And then Puppet Master 3 is when they go back to uh, you know Nazi Germany where the Puppet Master puppets were created or whatever for benevolent reasons and so on and so forth. Beyond mm. that, it's a little murky. So by, by the way, I looked up Full Moon's site. It's $6.99 a month or $59.99 for a year. And if you do the year, it says they'll give you a code for the 12 disc Puppet Master Blu-ray box set or your choice of any 10 single discs from our online store, DVD or Blu-ray for free. Mm. So that's the thing. Like, I'd like the second option, but I don't know if I could find 10. I guess I'd have to look. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I could find 10. I mean, I think it would be found 10. But like... When you think about what it is, what it is is, is mostly like uh, transfers from like VHS tapes, just like mm. they are to me. And some of that shit is really like physically painful to look at. Yeah. The quality it's in. I mean, if I was going to criticize anything about Charles Band, it'd be that I wish more of his film based element stuff was scanned into HD. Because it's, it's it's a treasure to the culture. Yeah, I don't know what happened when I searched sorority babes and Amazon about a month and a well, half you, ago. You can buy it, I think, from his site or from 88 Films. I have the 88 Films version. They're the same, except for, you know, lossless audio. If that matters. <laughs> you know, I may be wrong. David, Di- David DiCaprio made that, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. David DeCato. I mean, we're supposed to believe in our hearts that Charles Band made all these movies, but that's not so. It's not entirely so. He's got to delegate. He can only do so yeah. much. Yeah. He has a castle. <laughs> he does. I was reading about that. <laughs> yeah, he has a castle. But yeah, the plot, the plot of the movie is pretty thin. It's, like, it's only like 70 minutes long. There's yeah, over an, 20 minutes, it says here. There's an imp. And there's Georgia Buckflower, I think, <laughs> is the yeah Buckflower was the janitor. Yeah, tells about imp. <laughs> uh, that was my favorite scene. And that, that is the substance of the picture. It's good. I can't. I don't know how many nude scenes it has, but it, it's it's later period screen queen, mm-hmm. which is you know no longer you know playing a teenager. Playing like you know, they all like Michelle Bauer is basically naked the whole movie. Yes, 
which is it's just great. <laughs> but you know, it's not a it's not a serious move. It's not serious. <laughs> Definitely not. Let's uh, let's go over the details. As I said, uh, directed by David uh, Decoto, D E C O. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the Kato. Yeah. Uh, written by Sergei Hasenich. 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 It's a Polish name. He probably based it on something important. Like I based it on, on, on the monkey's paw. That they did. Loosely based. <laughs> I think the uh, Simpsons was much more faithful to faithful, the monkey's yeah. paw. Yeah. This is just like every uh, genie movie ever, too. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. (laughs) Uh, The cast is as follows. Andres Jones plays Calvin. Linnea Quigley is Spider. Robin Still. Be Still, My Beating Heart. Robin Still is Babs Peterson, who you would know as the heroine from the Slumber Party Massacre. uh, One of my personal favorites. A truly great movie. That it is. Um, and the sequel as well. Brett's a big fan of the sequel, I know. The sequel yeah. is a better movie than the original. It's <laughs> we, not really a movie. It's like a it's like a it's like a statement on Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> but also on like Nightmare on the Street and like pop culture. But that but it's not, you know, it's not a sequel to <laughs> Thrilling's movie, I don't think. Sequel and name only. Yeah. We did a we did an episode on the first two summer party massacres. We did a double episode a couple years back. It was a bit of a marathon <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I like both. I, all three are pretty good, oh, yeah. but oh, uh, the second one was my favorite for sure. It's more uninhibited. They really go for it. Tried something different, like Halloween ends. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're gonna <laughs> make a lot more Halloween movies, so it's okay. <laughs> at least at least they try to make it fun yeah don't fixate too hard on any one installment on any one of these movies here unless you're like you know a 14 year old and you know, like it's really important but assuming that isn't so they'll make a halloween you know 14 for halloween's 45th anniversary they have to by that time i think jamie lee will She's basically going to take over her mother's role from H2O. She's going to be some yeah, ancillary there, character that's not Laurie Strode. There are other Laurie Strodes to be had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the money machine is is the shape. And uh, you know, it, it has to uh, it has to operate. Can't be dormant that long. Or else people might not buy the video. <laughs> yeah, Nick Castle will start playing characters like janitors and shit like that. But by, by this point, Jamie Lee's just playing herself on the, those movies, anyways. Well, I mean, <laughs> all pissed off and angry at everybody. It's it's the current Jamie Lee. Like each, I don't want to sound like one of the people on the internet, like another person on the internet. But I mean, each movie is a snapshot of the then present day expectations of what a Laurie Strode would be. Yeah. You know, of like a sequelized Laurie Strode, not mm-hmm. you know, nineteen eighty one Laurie Strode, like mm-hmm. But you know, I'll take Steve Miner's version any day of the week. <laughs> that movie is better, and Halloween Resurrection is better than the whole Blumhouse trilogy. <laughs> oh yes, 
Oh yes, way better. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it to David Gordon Green. I'll say it to Andrew McBride. And I'd say, you know, it's true. <laughs> you know, in your heart, it's true because you know those are the original HGO is a big fucking movie. It's like big. It's like as big as Godzilla '98 almost. Yeah. And like <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> and and you know he, he cuts his fucking head off and he's dead. No, I love H2O. It's that's that is the biggest Halloween movie. And you know that's Steve Miner's movie. And that's just that's just how it is now forever. But resurrection just pissed all over it. Uh, resurrection is, <laughs> I think, a step in a sustainable direction, actually. Because the idea is always just put Michael Myers in a situation and play the, the theme music and hilarity ensues. And once you remove the, the lore and the dogma and the stigma of the Jamie Lee Curtis thing, you put him in a house with a bunch of strangers and, you know, have you know, Tyre Banks and Buster Rames watch it live stream, that's, you know, he's got some Hellraiser 4 level thing going on. It's kind of like the uh, Texas Chainsaw 2022. Well, I mean, good is good. Yes. You know, I've... don't 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 criticize the good thing you're getting when you're getting. <laughs> no, I love Texas Chainsaw 2022. It has uh... a vive, an existential mandate to exist, a happiness, <laughs> like a love. I've also heard that any sequel that has resurrection in the name is going to be one of the best in the series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, well, because, you know. Well, Josh Whedon did the, the first one, right? The first. Texas Didn't Jones. he do Alien Resurrection? Oh, well, no. He, that was uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet who made that. Didn't Whedon write it? Whedon wrote it, but like. Okay. At the end of the day, he thinks for some reason like Alien Resurrection was like bad, and like people didn't didn't like it for some reason, and like the the logic of the story, the logic of an expressionistic action sci-fi movie featuring the xenomorphs, he, they thought the casting was an issue or something. It, it's I don't know what it is. I think maybe him and Renona Ryder had a problem. <laughs> I, I don't mean to speculate. <laughs> what Josh Whedon. Um, but I mean he didn't like direct it. I mean, but he, he talks about it like he did. And I think that's why John Pierre Renee was like, you make movies for morons and, and man. <laughs> because like now, yeah, Jean Pierre, Jean Pierre Genet is like sentenced to Netflix in America because you know we don't go to movies anymore. Mm-hmm. His movie with the smart house, the big bug, is, is pretty good. It's like better than um, I don't know if it's better than you know, it's as it's as good as any you know piece of shit sci-fi movie that you see. But you don't see any sci-fi genre movies anymore. You see things like uh, Jurassic World Fallen Dominion and things like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, you know that uh, that what do you call it? The stand-up Jurassic World. Did I tweet the picture at you? Or send you the picture of that? Probably, yes. <laughs> that is yours if you want it. <laughs> oh, uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I only collect two toy lines, and that's a uh, Star Wars the vintage collection, the fake with the fake vintage collection, because you know modern Star Wars shit on a fake vintage card, um, and garbage from NECA. 
don't, I don't buy Jurassic Park toys. I mean, not well, it's not a toy. It's the uh, display. You're the car. Oh, Sandy. Oh, the yeah, Sandy. Yeah. No, that was about a triumphant acquisition at the store where an entire standee of Walmart exclusive Star Wars toys mm. uh, with the standee and figures inside was bequeathed to us mm. from a bequeather. <laughs> it was a full one. And that was a truly remarkable bestowment upon Steve and, and his, his respect. In, in the toy in the toy car, because it was a full a full standee with other stuff in it. It's pretty cool. I haven't opened the box yet, but it's I would assume it's a big stand up Chris Pratt, probably a couple of Velociraptors, maybe Bryce Dallas Howard. Maybe he's doing the Jeff he's doing the hand thing that he does. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that, well, what happened was after I found that standee. Is like I treated like I'm addicted to getting standees. Um, I don't think I am, but I want getting Star Wars toys like just by themselves now isn't enough. I need like I need them unpunched, unpunched, unpegged, and I want them in the box they come in. I want them <laughs> in the box they come in. And uh, because of the Walmart Clone Wars exclusive 50th anniversary wave. I am spoiled in that regard, and, and I want uh, I want it that way. <laughs> From now on, I mean, I remember ten years ago, well, eleven years ago, actually, there was an Amazon exclusive Star Wars, uh, the Vintage Collection wave, and that's when I discovered the the elixir of unpunched carded Star Wars toys. That's like where there's no hole. Mm-hmm. To the sure. I'm punched. <laughs> there's no pegs from go on on Amazon. So I'm like, oh, there's better than mint on card is there. So I know, I mean, I've seen pictures of parts of your collection, part of the Star Wars catalog, if you will. It's almost unphotographable. There's so much of it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was wondering, so when you were growing up and you had those Star Wars toys, I'm sure you played with some of them. Do you still have those that you played with? Those were, all, uh, those were all liquidated because they were too contaminated by use. Okay, I by thought you'd use. just keep them for, uh, you know, nostalgia or whatever. No, because they needed, like, the, the boxed ones are for nostalgia. Yeah. Like, oh, now everything's behind plastic. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's the mindset. Because, like, like, actually, like, touching, like, a, you know, Power of the Force, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader is, like, when you put it somewhere. <laughs> and before long, you have to give a nightmare situation. So, Cardi is best, in my opinion. No argument here. Yeah, I mean, unless you have to pose him, unless you have to. Man, <laughs> you've ruined it. You've ruined the thing. You've degraded the value by at least 40 cents, maybe more. <laughs> I take all my action figures out of the box. but Well, uh, Marvel Legends or McFarlane's, it does not matter. I, I mostly WWE stuff, so it seemingly has no effect. Also, the it only thing that I the only thing I left in the box was the uh, the Walmart Turbo Man from a couple uh, years ago. I don't mean this dismissively, but with things like that are not three and three quarters inches, the value holds because eBay only considers the weight, and because there's so many six inch models 
and 3D printers, the demand for six and seven injection figures is so high that if you had like a a rare Marvel Legend or a rare, you know, DC Multiverse or a rare, you know, Jack specific wrestling figure, the the price differential will be not significant at all. Because people will want to buy them to open them and, and photograph them for their art or something. Yeah. Not to be dismissive of people who do that. <laughs> but that's just how it is. It's only with Star Wars is where people really show their OCDs. You, you mentioned nobody goes to the movies. I go to the movies. And I, I, I tweeted this at Eric earlier. I'm going to go see the new Tony Collette movie in the theater. Which one is that? The Estate. Is that a drama? <laughs> or a comedy. Film? It's a comedy. Oh, okay. It's a one movie in the theater, and that's Top Gun 2. And that was like seeing a, it was like like going into a space shuttle that's a nursing home. Was, was, everyone was masked and like <laughs> bound to breathalyzers and stuff. And these giants suddenly, these total fallen empire feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Collette is a real favorite on our show. So I want to make sure everybody <laughs> knows I'm going to go see the new Tony Collette movie. <laughs> she should have won the Oscar for hereditary. We were, I think we we're the first to break that uh, opinion. Well, I mean, they, they <laughs> discriminate against genre movies. They should just give her one this year just to make up for it. I mean, we're, we're going on five years now. But she's almost old enough for a lifetime achievement, Oscar. She's playing Anna Ferris's mom in the new movie that I'm going to see. And Anna Ferris got to be pushing 50. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anna Ferris is at least as old as Chris Brown. Yeah, I suppose. Well, let's get back to the cast for Sorority Babes. Yes. Truly uh, <laughs> Hal Havens as Jimmy. John Stewart Wildman as Keith. Uh, Brinky Stevens as Taffy. Uh, she was also in Slumber Party Massacre as, I believe her character's name was Linda. She was the only woman who got killed inside of the school towards the beginning. If you see her picture on IMDb, you can uh, see she's had lots of Botox. <laughs> she's, she's very happy She's uh, her Botox. Either that or she's trans-Asian. <laughs> I mean, you never know on the coasts. <laughs> uh, Michelle Bauer plays Lisa. Uh, Kathy O'Bright is Rhonda. Carla B is Frankie. George Buckflower is janitor. And uh, Michael Sani is Uncle Impy or the Imp. Yeah. Also, Dookie Flyswatter. I went down that rabbit hole too. <laughs> you guys look up Dookie Flyswatter? I'm not. No, I'm afraid of what'll come up. Is there, is there no such person? <laughs> so, the front man for uh, an LA-based punk rock band in the early '80s. Is he dead? But he also wrote Blood Diner, so that's kind of another oh, oh, claim okay. to fame. Well, yeah. Blood Diner is a better movie. <laughs> I mean, Blood Diner is the bar is low, but like it's a better movie than Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bowl around. There is no, there's no slime. <laughs> there isn't. In the bowlerama, there's well, no... slime ball. You know, I think they call them uh, sleaze bags earlier in the movie for peeping. But yeah, they don't call them slime balls. But like, there's no like 
actual slime. You like you'd imagine like it's every every movie that's about an evil genie hides the fact that it's about an evil genie on its poster. Yeah, I I went into this movie not knowing anything. This is the first time I'd seen it. And so I was uh I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was like a slasher or something, maybe. And then uh, Uncle Impy comes out of the bowling trophy, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Aim <laughs> for greatness. <laughs> yeah, Dookie Flyswatter, uh, his L.A. Uh, punk band was a horror punk band called Haunted Garage. And uh, he was also in other B-horror films, such as Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, which I've always wanted to see. It's uh, a better movie than Slam Also with Winnie <laughs> See, I was hoping this would lead to a discussion about uh, a lot more movies that are much better than yeah, Sorority I mean, Babes. You just, you just follow Lania Quigley and you, you, get, you get the greats. You get Return of the Living Dead. Night of the Demons. How's Night of the Demons? Night of the Demons is, is also great. Um, it's probably more famous. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead is more famous. It's as famous and as iconic, I think. It's better than Slime bowl, bowl of Rama. I mean, by a lot. And there's, there's, there's slime in it too. There's actual slime <laughs> and like better nudity. But um, you know, she's in Graduation Day. She's in okay. Seven Streets, sort of in, in in similar contexts. Silent Night, Deadly um, Night. Yes, Silent Night, Deadly Night, number one, first one. She's in the Guyver for like a second, but I think she's playing herself. So that doesn't really count. But it's great. The Guyver is a great underrated Japanese superhero movie hmm. that everyone uh, should see. Starring yeah. Mark Hamill. Okay. Not, not, not as the Guyver. Steve Wang made it. Not, did Steve Wang make it? I can't remember. Screaming Man George made it. Okay. Screaming Man George made it. Yeah. yeah, going down the Quigley rabbit hole, I kind of discovered that you know, she, along with Michelle Bauer and Breaky Stevens, were kind of like this trio of B-movie screen queens that yes. was kind of a big deal that they're all together in here. And then they're all together again, I believe, the next year in, um, uh, was it Nightmare? Sisters, Nightmare Sisters. Nightmare Sisters. How was that? Is that any good? It's about the same. It's about the okay. same. I don't mean to slam David Capio or, or whatever, but they... <laughs> The uh, the 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 better the better ones take place early or made earlier in the eighties. Mm-hmm. The the Empire Pictures ones are kind of like actual B movies. The the Empire Pictures A movies are all like reanimated from beyond, and I mean like A movies in the sense that within the studio structure of the Ghoulies, yeah, Ghoulies would be like an an A movie in the Empire. Mm-hmm. But you can tell by like the length and who's in it. Yeah. Jack Nance is in Ghoulies. So like that. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Transfers was another one, right? Yes, Transfers would be Transfers would be an A picture. <laughs> now tra- I'll say some things about tra- Transfers is an Empire Pictures movie, which means at the end of the day, MGM singularly really, really owns it. Like really, so you like, own it. They they you know put it out, and you know, that's how 
uh, you know, movies are licensed like from Beyond are licensed or licensed from MGM. But whatever, all the Transfers movies by some magic, by some full moon magic, always like <laughs> now with Charles Band in some form. There is a 4K Transfers Blu-ray out. It is new work from potentially a new scan. Hmm. But is that element that was scanned and Dolby visioned better, better than the same one used by Full Moon themselves and 88 films in the UK a decade ago, 2014. 2013, 2014. They are different. They are are substantially different products and only the true connoisseur of 4K high dynamic range images knows whether or not it's, you know, a valid valid version of Trancers. But I'll say this. Trancers is is one of their better movies because it stars Tim Thomerson and has a plot. Like a plot. Yeah. It's not just pardon my parlance, a titty flip. It's it's actually kind of a sterile movie, actually, a sterile violent movie. Hmm. Uh, that's it's sort of maybe a, a a a an exploitation of the Terminator concept. Dare I say that? I don't want to say that the Charles Band would ever rip off another movie. Well, it came out about the same well, I guess it was transfers yeah, a year after. Yes, a year after. When a man who has to protect a lady in Los Angeles from the future. Sounds totally different. Totally different. <laughs> it's very different. Because his name is Jack Death. That's uh, real subtle. It's a cool name. Yes, it's a cool name. <laughs> it's called tra- yeah, Transfers, not Terminator. It's very different. It looks different on the page. Yeah, why don't we uh, examine Charles Band a little more? You want to wax poetic about Charles Band? You seem like quite the fan. Charles Band and Albert Band are like the other side of Roger Corman and all that. There's like them, and then there's Roger Corman. And they, they invented the horror movie, the B movie. And... Other people could probably contextualize this better, but in the mid-90s, Charles Mann got sued, I think, by Paramount because he was you know, selling his stuff, but it was really their stuff, and his empire was, was decimated. I say this with the utmost respect. His empire was decimated, and they never, they never were able really to you know, be that big again, but now they're more of like a a lifestyle collectibles, mm-hmm. and they they still make movies. I mean, they they do. Oh yeah, because um, uh, Empire folded in eighty seven or eighty eight. Empire folded eighty seven, eighty eight, and then Full Moon became yeah Full Moon. Full Moon and their Paramount problem happened in sometime in the mid nineties. I'm not sure when, but after that they they started their DVD business with. Uh, some questionable methods and, and used mainly VHS and LaserDisc sources, but they always claim that they were like products of Australia or something. These were, these were products <laughs> in Australia, not, not licensed, not, not uh, subject to, you know, Paramount or MGM's interfeasance. And, you know, that's fine. 
that, that they've been there for a while. But then, you know, when Blu-ray happened, they 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 were able to actually go into their their catalog and people actually see for the first time in, in any real context a lot of these direct-to-video movies in, in actual theatrical quality to varying degrees. And that's great. That's great. Their history is great. I mean, he has, he has modern franchises like, you know, Gingerbread and all that, Ginger, the Ginger Dead Man and, mm-hmm. and Killer Bong, and he sells, you know, Bong and Marijuana Paraphernalia, which I, I have I have no, no, no moral problem with. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, you know it, it's, he's able to get his, his old works scanned professionally. Nothing better than using that in the uh, parking lot of a uh, closed down Toys R Us, right? Way better, way better, way better. <laughs> and you uh, see that video, Brett? No, I don't think so. Oh, that, that was my thesis. That was my thesis. My thesis product from MCAT. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you pump your uh, your uh, YouTube channel? Oh, my, U- which my I'm, YouTube. I'm a big channel, fan of. My YouTube channel is. Uh, I got to give you the link here. Well, actually, I got to find it. What is the link? The link, the link. Video. My link is the is youtube.com slash C slash the Zolly Becker Show. So just look up the Zolly Becker Show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's that video of you uh smoking in a Toys R Us parking lot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But that was all that was all that's all. Oh yes, yes. I, but you do have, yeah, you I, do have some uh, more artsy films, short films. I consider all my work to be above board because I am an artist, and nothing I'm ever doing <laughs> is questionable or or open to judgment of a negative kind. I think that I, I my intentions are always benign, benevolent, <laughs> and uh, you know, good. You know. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your uh, long-running uh, serial comic shop apocalypse. Yes, on Cedar Cliff. Yes, on Cedar, which is, you know, the the epicenter of of the whole toy comic card business. This is this is where the bread is buttered and the sausage <laughs> is sausaged. You basically have the brick and mortar just to store a lot of your toys, right? Well, you sell them on eBay. Not mine. No, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I store I store my toys with me. No, no, the store, the store, Steve's store, and it's Steve's store is for you know the stuff. Like, ostensibly, it's for like modern stuff from the diamond catalog, but also like you know collectibles that, that we that we buy from the public and from curators and from mm. and from other treasure hunters. And, you know, scalpers who, like, you know, go to Walmart at, like, 5 in the morning to buy the new Star Wars stuff or, like, buy a whole standee of Star Wars things. <laughs> it's like that. No, no, no. Like, if I were to, you know, put my stores in this, my toys in the store, they'd be stores toys. No, no, I, I need my Star Wars toys to be whole. And you need a discount, right? So you need a big, big vendor to get the discount. No, no, no. I, I, I do not. I do not pilfer from the store. Never, never. I only rarely ever do I ever partake. Like only recently, only very recently. Well, I so figured I'm if happy. your store is going to buy a bunch of Star Wars toys, you know, you're going to get for, them eventually, it's right? For, 
I well, because I myself am a Star Wars scalper and scummer. So by the time <laughs> I, I usually beat our scalpers, and I do scalp on behalf of the store, that is true. I'm not I'm not dishonest about that. But um I I'm all me or the scalpers were better than Diamond's catalog, and that's not a slight to Diamond's operational capacity and potency, but <laughs> You know, I got all the Obi-Wan toys before they sent them to us. So, you know, you know I'm not going to wait. God damn it. <laughs> Why should you? Yeah. And I, you know, I go to Target every, you know, 14 hours like everyone else does. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, got to be something good to happen there. As I'm going to start doing at the theater now that I'm a manager, I can just start screening whatever I want, almost whenever I want. Awesome. I miss popcorn the most. I miss popcorn so much. So well, much. So much. Come on down for a screening whenever you want, pretty much. Thank you. I will definitely uh, do that at some point, I think, probably. When's the last time you were at La Lagoon Theater? Lagoon Theater? Um at least four years. Well, it has not changed yeah. since then. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I haven't gone since college ended, I think. Okay. Not like a, I've, I haven't, yeah. Just curious. No, like I'm avoiding the area. Like I'm, I'm avoiding, no. Well, you should nowadays. Oof. Well, I mean, <laughs> people I mean, keep on getting shot. I mean, Lagoon is fine. The Lagoon is fine because of uh, how, how rich it is. But, um, is it? I don't know. It's been gentrified, but everything's kind of closed I, down I, too. So yeah, it's, yeah there's, like the uptown looks like it's it's a bunch gone. of empty apartment buildings with uptown looks like it's gone. But the uptown semi-open businesses. The uptown made a lot of mistakes in their relaunch, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. their, their future chairs were terrible. Their old chairs, their old the old uptown is better than the, than the relaunch 2012 uptown. Yeah, and we all know it. You know it. And everyone else. Well, knows. I was there. That's a, it's, yeah, that's I mean, when I started uh, working at Uptown Theater was 2012 when they reopened. I mean, it, it, they ruined it. They totally ruined it. They ruined the Uptown. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I mean, it was nice seeing the master in 70 millimeter that day. But like. Well, technically, we didn't have 70 mil. We had uh, 4K. It, yeah, they lied. Yeah, of course. They the heights. <laughs> the heights, I think, is about the only one around with the 70. I was going to mention it, but yes, the, the one of the like in Columbia Heights is the only one actually at 70 millimeter. And what ended up being shown was like a digital thing. Not, but it didn't matter because it was the relaunch. Like they were <laughs> ambiguous about the nature of the master being shown. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. All right, so where were we? I think we were talking about Charles Band and making yes, stoner Charles movies. Band and Albert Band. At some point, Albert Band... <laughs> Uh, his brother, yeah, his father, no, or his father, yes, his father, his father died. Quite the legacy with the band family. I, I learned yeah. about uh, Charles Band's son. Well, I mean, his father dying because he's really old. Charles Band's son's recently died of, I think it was uh, fentanyl. I think. Wait, what? Who died? Charles Band very recently had a family tragedy. Like one of his, one of his kids died of, of an overdose. Would it have been Alex? I don't know. I don't know. No, it couldn't have been because Al Alex is still alive. It was a Sage Stallone type situation. It's very sad. 
is Alex Band uh, is the lead singer of the band. Yeah, he's he's alive. As is Richard Band. Well, he's got like okay. fifty three brothers. He's got fifty three brothers. But no, his, his, when the his band was called uh, the Calling, and they the had that calling. number one hit, "Wherever You Will Go." Oh, um, from Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is uh, among many other things. It was uh, top the adult top forty for twenty three weeks. It was the number one song of the two thousands. Is that thing he died, or was it someone else? No, that he's still alive. That's I'm saying that's Charles, because it says Charles Band has four kids, and one of them is Alex Band, this lead well, singer. The one that is not Alex Band, or the, the one of them was not like famous, I think. Okay, and that is the one that has passed. That's too bad. Yeah, it's because of the, I don't know. Well, because well, it's really, it has nothing to do with uh, you know, but I mean like. You know, it, it, it's it's blight. Mm-hmm. It's blight. But no, when his father died at the end of the Empire or at the beginning of the Full Moon era, I don't know. Charles Band became the sole patriarch of the band family, and all the Albert Bandness flowed to him. So whatever decision making things were, you know, parlayed to his father, who was, by all accounts. A groundbreaking genius. Well, now just him. Supposedly, he made a movie with 20th Century Fox in the mid 2000s. It's still shit canned as of this day. It has never been shown. It was a big budget full moon movie. Well, big budget by their standards. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 one of the. Several... So I assume it's, it's a Fox decision because full yes, moon would put out and, anything, and right? Held, yes, anything. It's terrible they didn't get a chance to see a stomach because if they were to stomach, then people could see it, but they cannot be seen. Like Batgirl. <laughs> like Batgirl so far. <laughs> so tax right off. Well, all, all that needs to happen is everyone, everyone who wants to hashtag release Batgirl just needs to ask <laughs> James Gunn day and night about Batgirl. Day and night, and then you will have it. I thought James Gunn was a man of the people. Doesn't he want uh, and a feminist? Yeah. Why? Why is he hiding? Back, why is he hiding? Batgirl. Gail Simone wants to be Batgirl. Yeah. Why is he hiding Gail Simone's achievement? <laughs> yeah. Why is he suppressing that? That is a good question. Another questionable act. A questionable man. It's him now. It's all. It's all on him. Anyway, carry on. So Charles Band, uh, you said. So they have a movie with with 20th century in the mid aughts that doesn't get released. It's in like 2003. Shelled. Yeah, and that that was one of their bigger things. But their their big revival has been with like uh, things like trophy heads, which are like meta commentaries on, I think, the horror community of convention life. But they, you know, there's still sequels to Puppet Master. There aren't movies made by Craig Zeller. You know, mm-hmm. there's still they still make Evil Bong movies. Yeah. Um, he he actually this went under the radar. Some of his radars, but there was a TV adaptation of like Reanimator called The Resonator. Hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you can see it. There, there's videos of it, like for sale. But it must have streamed on Full Moon's streaming site briefly, but nobody knew about it because they know nobody had it. 
But seemingly, I guess they do have original content. So maybe Full Moon's streaming option isn't so. I don't know. It's probably a lot of worthless VHS rips. But you do have some. Like maybe they'll like maybe that's the only place to see female alien. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe they'll never make videos of female alien available again. It's possible. I've seen one of your tweets about uh, you. You you often tweet about uh, new disc releases. Yes. I saw one uh, slash dance. Slash. Oh. oh. Is that an eighty-eight films? No, that is animation. Sorry, what is it? It's a vinegar syndrome. Okay. Or one of their sub videos. And it, I think it is tape based and lost, which is unfortunate. Because uh, I've seen a trailer or two of that. It sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like it'd be up my alley. Flash dance and a slasher film. It's a perfect name. Yes. It looks uh, very late 80s. <laughs> I saw it back in the day. Okay, it's, the colors were very saturated. Whenever, whenever a movie is lost, it's terrible. I know, I know back about seven years ago, there was a company called Slasher Video. They, 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 they would release VHS transfers on Blu-ray of movies like Deadly Prey and, mm. and other things. It, very, we don't want to be doing it. And uh, anyway, no, but not to, whatever movie's lost on tape, it, it's very sad. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I just don't watch a lot of the full moon stuff because like things like uh, Arcade, like Albert Pion, Pion, sort of. Sorry, sorry, Grandmaster. Because um, <laughs> Alien from uh, L.A., now that's... Uh... Is that with uh, Film, Shout Factory? Film, that is a can no, vinegar syndrome. It's a canon classic vinegar syndrome. Vinegar syndrome okay. is, is a great just just because they release one title from you know tape source doesn't mean that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some reason I thought I was thinking that Albert Pune had a Arrow did a Albert Pune film. No, Albert Pune has well. Let's think about it. Albert Pune's got some vinegar syndromes. You got you got Alien from L.A. Okay. You've got uh, Shout Factory, you've got his Captain America, which is the most thematically important Captain America, I think, on record. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it is. Then you have, uh, uh, you have, uh, what, who, who put out, um, well, Cyborg is a Shout Factory, Cyborg number one, or, okay. or MGM if you want to buy the, the garbage version. The Shout Factory one is better. Adrenaline came out from Ronin and Shout Factory, which is a uh, that is a uh, that's one that has uh, Christopher Lambert in it. Off the top of my head, I mean, the, you can buy the Sword and the Sorcerer in 4K from Shout Factory. Um, hmm. That's can't get more pain than Sword and the Sorcerer. That is the start of, of the pornography. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff in Germany um, and France, like Mean Guns is out in France. Um, MVD released the Nemesis, the first four Nemesis movies. There are more Nemesis movies that have been made, mm -hmm. um, but they're not, not on video at this time. I, I technically have Alien from LA, but I have the Shout Factory MST3K version of the film. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. 
No, you gotta watch the real, the real movie. Is the real movie. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta get it the next time. The Nicholas syndrome as the, the thing. Gotta get it. I think I recorded it off uh, TCM Underground a couple of years ago, but I never got around to watch it. It is, it is, it is the only time Albert Bloom got to make a fairy tale. And, uh, well, that's not true. Like Cyborg was a little bit of fairy tale, also. It's his Conan. <clears throat> um, I think Cyborg might still be on my DVR. Well, I mean, have you seen his controversial director's cut of Cyborg? I haven't seen any version of Cyborg. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Cyborg is is a difficult movie. It is a a, a movie about a, a future wasteland warrior clash with with Christ images, Conan images, um, kickboxing, Ralph Moeller. It's it's very important. It is. It leads to the entire second larger half of Albert Pune's whole thing. It led to Captain America, and Captain America, despite it, it, it's it's what's is true to the concept and true to the vibe, and the vibe is shock and awe and blood and terror, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is um, yeah. That is the thing. And maybe Jean-Pierre Jeunet was right. And he was thinking especially about Captain America. Because as a Frenchman, Captain America is obviously very important. So to summarize, Charles Band, basically Roger Corman, but for horror films, B-movie horror comedies, if you will. Well, I don't think he'd like to even call them comedies. I think he's like, these are serious horror movies. They're not, <laughs> they're not horror comedies. <laughs> he's, he's got a you know, super serious manner about him. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, Roger Corman tried to, you know, do important movies like The Intruder and other things. I don't, I don't think Full Moon... I don't think Empire has any like uh, movies about important stuff you know on the surface important stuff like straight up important stuff like uh, segregation or history or whatever you know only only superficial things and that's not a knock against you know the band empire here that's you know band band bands making movies in a much different world than than roger corman's story one thing I did notice about watching Sorority Babes is the full moon intro at the beginning, I think is actually pretty great. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looks a little cheap, but it's, I think it's fantastic and uh, definitely way better than, than uh, most of what they produce. They want to get you for the, uh, the whole, the whole next 75 minutes. <laughs> so the it seems to me like it's a bit of a unique company in that it has different divisions. Like it has kind of the skin flicks, you know, the titty movies, yeah. but also has a a family, an attempted family wing, yeah, yeah, family hysteria. wing with the, the prehysteria, the prehysteria films. I, I I think that the only kids getting the kids who are getting full moon movies got the kids movies too, but they well, they weren't crossing over in that regard. 
it, it was you know, they were already getting that same audience. It was just more stuff for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that making those movies is just gonna sound so neat. Well, I remember but, when Prehysteria came out, and that was kind of a big movie. I mean, it had a well, few I mean, sequels. They, they just trying to, you know, trying to crib Jurassic Park, but yeah, but the whole things like Moonbeam and Shadow and all these different names. These are these are all just, I think, attempts to do some sort of uh, trickery, some sort of trickery on behalf of. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what exactly, but I think it has something to do with that kangaroo video operation that existed <laughs> in the mid 2000s. It doesn't exist anymore. It's all fine now. Whatever it is with MGM and Paramount, they're completely fine. They, they worship Charles Bain. They just don't know how he does it. And they love and worship him, obviously. Because now, you know, like with, with Disney, you know, Disney was always, it was hard to even get a PG 13 Disney. You know, they kind of branched out in the 90s and the in the aughts with Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean and whatnot. But now, you know, since they bought 20th Century, you know, now they have R-rated movies. They're doing Deadpool, the new Deadpool. It is and... Disney has never really cared. The, the 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 fear of the R rating on the Disney brand is they, they didn't want people to know the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could still release it under 20th and, Century. I mean, they, 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 Disney's greatest Eisner dramatic moments came from Harvey, Harvey Weinstein's dramatic movies. Okay, yeah. so, you know you can have your Mulan and your Pocahontas, but you know Shakespeare and Love, the English version. Mm-hmm. How were those movies made? And you know, one of those classy Miramax pictures. <laughs> and 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 the thing about R-rated historical dramas is there's no child audience demand to view them. I mean, kids mm-hmm. are always going to want to see the new slasher movie, but no one's going to want to see like some merchant ivory wannabe thing. I mean, only like adults want to see stuff like that. Want to see adult costume dramas. So there's no like danger of like contaminating the youth by accidentally seeing an English patient or something. Like, oh no, I saw the English. Well, I don't know. you know, it's got some, it's got some good, you know, horror effects when you think about it. But Disney's puritanical double stance betrays more their musketeer syndrome. Well, I think we should talk at least a little bit about the movie, the plot. The movie! (laughs) (laughs) The plot or lack thereof. I do like the I do like the score to this. Just real quick. Just real quick. Just quickly. Just real quick. (laughs) I'm retire for the evening. I did like the uh, the score for this. I thought that was one of the strong points of this film. Oh. That and the janitor. Janitor is the best part, I think, hands down. Absolutely. It's all in context. But Brett, I guess, uh, you know, I'd ask Ollie if he was a fan of this. And you said, I mean, I'll let you go into more detail later. But um, you said you liked it at least enough. But It's okay, uh, you know. But yeah, I was I was wondering, Brad, what what did you think of this movie? Is it just a complete pile of shit that you never watch again, or or what? Not necessarily. Um, like I said, I I went in pretty fresh. Like I didn't I don't look at any <laughs> like synopsises. <laughs> I didn't see any trailers or anything, so I didn't know the imp stuff was in there until it <laughs> happened. Behind the imp, and I'm like, what the what Wait. the fuck is this? And like I. 
the imp stuff is maybe my least favorite part of the movie because like it, it just seems so disjointed like so like disconnected from everything yeah, else it has to be a, a fantasy horror element because he's uh the imp is always by himself in the shot like he's never in a shot with anybody else the jive talking imp and yeah. the voice never really matches up the, the, the puppet motion well, you know, the puppetry is, is pretty good in all those movies until uh, David Allen quit. But um, I don't know why he quit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a little sloppy. But both you know, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bullroom are similar to Cellar Dweller in the sense that there's also a, a creature isolated photograph probably isolated and, and like separate from like the whole movie in like a, like a 70 minute tv length thing yeah well i get the impression that an imp was like a big deal in the early 80s because reading about this that was the original title it was actually released on home video in the uk as the imp yeah. but uh charles band kind of came up with it like i think he had the title even before a script like we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be about an imp what else would be impish at the time in the early 80s, would you say? It seems um, like there was maybe a, a mini run of imp-like movies. Or I mean, like Munchie and the Munchies by, by Jim Wernorski. I don't think I've heard of that, no. Uh, I haven't actually seen them, but uh, there are other movies about um, little troublemaking things. Not like Gremlins, but like... Uh, it, it must be a fad that died out and, and wasn't and wasn't captured enough for us to like really document because like the genie craze like probably be like with Aladdin 92 93 mm-hmm. yeah and that was minor then too well that kind of led the to the wishmaster and and wishmaster they hide that it's about a genie in the, in the trailers and the mm. post everything it's about a vampire <laughs> Because like there's no way to like telegraph, I suppose, a a, a malevolent wish making thing. Yeah. Make you want stuff. So anyway, like the imp wasn't like I'd say it's maybe my, my least favorite part of the movie, but like he had some funny one liners and stuff in there too. So it's It gets real meta at the end. I did like how they just left him on the curb at the fucking bowling alley (laughs) for anybody to go pick up. You don't let the imp out? Could happen again. Well, I mean, there's a sequel. There is a sequel. Well, I saw that it was greenlit in 2019, but I don't. I think, I, think, I think it's been I think it's been made. I, Charles Band works quickly and works in secret. And I <laughs> and think apparently it, Quigley was involved, right? She was going to reprise her role. I think it was already made. I'm pretty sure it's already made somewhere. Oh yeah, hmm. I'm sure it's, it'll be released and it will be bought by me and everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's great enthusiasm. IMDb says post production. Yep. See, I was right. <laughs> I thought maybe COVID killed it. Now, mind you, that could be a, a lie. Because 
This one, the original Sorority Babes, was shot in 12 days on a mm-hmm. budget of about $90,000. So I thought when this was greenlit in 2019 and I didn't see much about it, I figured, well, COVID was six killed days it. for $60,000. <laughs> direct, it's directed by Brinky Stevens. So you know, you know it's good. Well, they probably just filmed it at whatever con Quigley was at that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Dallas-Fort Worth area, on. November 2020. Whatever they say cost is probably not entirely true. Well, Michelle Bauer's in there too. She's right at the top of the cast list. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the finished product remains to be seen, but it's there. I got to say, I uh, I think I prefer Ricky Stevens to Michelle Bauer because Bricky's all natural in here. Michelle Bauer is big fakers. I, I do not. I do not discriminate, as Mel would call them. Mel, Mel's point was, yeah, foreign bodies are dangerous. Yes. <laughs> he just, he was just, Especially for a child. Well, he's just, he just talking about that. But I mean, you know, I'm sure, it, you know, he, 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 Mel's medical knowledge is vast. It is as vast as his biblical knowledge. <laughs> Probably knows some of the finest Jewish doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, uh, I liked when the guy got his head in the, uh, like the ball shining. The bowling thing, the bowling thing. And then uh, they, yeah. they, they bowl it down the, the lane afterward. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, there's a couple of bowling kills. It's probably why they said it where they said it. Because why else would you set it in a bowling alley? I mean, it's an unusual place to set a movie. Yeah, the uh, bowling alley wasn't actually connected to the mall in real life, but. I think it works well, even though, I mean, around here, there isn't typically bowling alleys connected to malls. But There's not a lot of bowling alleys left around here. Yeah. Just in general. Uh, the the mall that this was filmed at was the the Plaza Camino Real, now called the Shops at Carlsbad. They couldn't get the, uh, what's that mall? That, the Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> they couldn't afford the Galleria. The definitive movie <laughs> mall, the Sherman Oaks. That was, yeah, they, they couldn't they couldn't film it, I guess. Well, it wasn't an Arnold movie, so they're like, well, we're not letting <laughs> well, you that, film Yeah, the whole, all, the whole thing with the Empire Pictures is, is about time and expediency from what we can see on screen mm-hmm. and sometimes what we can't see on screen. But the budget with this film, or I should say lack thereof, um, they obviously filmed at night. But, you know, they filmed this over 12 days, you know, the... This was a real, this is a Clint Eastwood production. This is one, maybe two takes, and that's all you're getting. And uh, with the shoestring budget, you know, the special effects were pretty good for, you know, what they had, but everything is kind of done off screen when the head's chopped off, you know, it cuts away and you see a head flying, but they get, they have a couple of good latex heads in here with uh, the fat guy, I forget his name, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, they stick his head in the, the bull shiner or whatever you call it. I think it. that's what it was. Yeah, that's I was trying to figure it out too, but I'm guessing that's what it was. It took me a minute to get the joke that Frankie got turned into the Bride of Frankenstein. Well, I mean, when you get it, it's it's funny. But everything in that movie can like <laughs> make you roll your eyes. It would be funny if it was funny. It sounds like, it sounds like something <laughs> I would write. It's not quite funny. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was funny. It's not quite funny. I mean, the Empire's best stuff is, you know, reanimated 
from beyond that. Yeah. That's, you know, Trancers. And they Tran- pulled, they, they pulled Taffy. They pulled her apart. Taffy. Visual. Well, <laughs> you, you know, See, I didn't think of that one, Brad. Thank well, you. The, the whole thing with the genie is the genie makes you a milkshake. You know, you ask for a milkshake and he makes you. So, you know, the movie should lend it to a little thing. It doesn't work. It's like, you presume the, the audience is drug addled or, or drunk or, or, or otherwise inhibited mentally in some way. Not like, you know, like people watching full movies are stupid. But like, it's not, people aren't watching with a serious eye. A serious eye. This film is, a, it, it gets off to a rough start, I yeah. think. You know, it's these three guys that, you know, judging by their, I guess, behavior on screen, you wouldn't think that they'd be best friends, but apparently they are. Because it doesn't seem like any of them gives a fuck about the other they're one. They're all into friends. different things. Well, yeah, it was almost like they would just happen to be roommates. And then, like, they were forced to associate socially because they didn't have any other friends. Or I guess maybe they were part of a frat no, I don't Although think they don't a frat. mention that specifically. I was trying to figure out what movie the guy was watching. Kelvin was watching at the beginning. Creepazoids, which was uh, the director's uh, film that kind of got him noticed by band and band had to do this. Which is, oh yeah, Creepazoids is the same as it, so Creepazoids is in like a storage locker or something. It's so almost were, the exact same as, as Sorority Babes and the Slam Bowl Bowl right? So there's a succubus. Okay. So just no so There's no, a succubus. Like a in little, yes, yeah. The, the succubus is <laughs> opposed to an imp, which is they are, <laughs> they are. What's the difference between a succubus and a zombie? The succubus is like a. a, a, a <laughs> Did you see that South Park where Chef uh, got engaged to a succubus? Yeah, that, that tells you you know. Succubus <laughs> is like a, a lady who entraps you with her feminine wiles. Never lets you go. <laughs> and, uh, then she eats you. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. When she's done using you, sucks the life yeah, out of you. All gone. <laughs> and then, then it's your turn. You guys watching creepazoids, drinking beer, looking at penthouse. And they decide to go over the sorority. It looked like they had a to, popcorn uh, bag. peep on the girls. It looked like they had a popcorn bag out of the movie Repo Man. Just had popcorn on it. It was a white label. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's entirely possible that you know some of that stuff ended up there. But they had uh, they had like name brand other stuff that they're like he was reading a penthouse magazine, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think they were drinking Budweiser. Yep, drinking the diesel. Calvin gets drunk on one Budweiser. He's drunk the whole time, (laughs) puking all night. If yeah, he finally starts to uh, loosen up, or I guess get back to normal towards the end. (laughs) So he gets quickly. But um, yeah, they go over to the sorority house to peep on the girls and uh, Robin still Babs and her cohorts are there's only two uh, initiators, I guess. So they just want to paddle them for a while and this rain with whipped cream. And then I thought it was funny that it took the girls like 20 minutes to get the who knew whipped cream was so hard to get off. <laughs> every, the time they cut, every, every time they cut every time they cut uh during the the shower scene she had more whipped cream on when they came back <laughs> it's like they edited it in reverse order well it was like she would wash it off but then like they they'd cut and they'd 
show the same thing again or something like that. Yeah, Bricky Stevens looking uh, phenomenal in there. Ooh! Would I love to jump on her bones. Mm. And that pretty much, I mean, the, the guys all get caught because <laughs> they're inside the house. <laughs> We're going to get a better look. We're going to get a better look. <laughs> and so I guess they're all forced by Babs and her uh, the other sorority babes to uh, go to the Bolarama and steal a, a, a trophy. And it's pretty easy to get in. <laughs> you just got to open the door. The door. Well, you find out later that Spider, which is a, I think that's her Christian name, is uh, in there robbing the place already. <laughs> yeah. She's just more inconvenienced by their presence than anything. Yeah. There's one thing that bullying allies are known for. It's that they have stacks of cash, cash on hand. Cash heavy. <laughs> But it's a cash business, you know, especially in the eighties. But well, at one point she was go- she was going after the uh, like pinball machines and stuff later, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, going after all those quarters. I don't know, were they even quarters in the eighties? I figured maybe it was be a dime or something with inflation oh, yeah. or a nickel. Maybe. Uh, well, it's probably a quarter, but uh, maybe it was one of those places that had tokens. Yeah. Three for a buck. In which case, she'd be three fucked. for a buck. <laughs> Used to get those at the arcade. And then you yeah. need four to play. I don't think she ever got into the cash register, though. I think she like gave up on it. And then she said, let me see where else I can get some money. <laughs> well, because uh, Calvin keeps on telling her, well, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be doing this. Should be smoking. <laughs> shouldn't be stealing from the bowling alley. A warning. <laughs> well meanwhile babs and the other two are already there because babs's dad owns the mall or something like that and he owns the bowling alley or something so she could get so in. they're watching on the security cameras and uh <laughs> they do with a bit like three times where they bump into the like the janitor is trying to come out of the closet well <laughs> he's trying to <laughs> leave the closet and he keeps getting <laughs> bumped and locked in and, and they do it like three or four times, which leads to all the best lines in the film. <laughs> Before this, actually, did you guys catch it when the three guys go over to the sorority house? Uh, I think it was a Tri Delta sorority house, although there was some oh, I forget some different lettering on the uh, on the house. Felt a Delta. Yeah, well, that was their the crude nickname. I didn't catch the official name, but it was Felta Delta. Yeah, Felta Delta. Anywho, uh, there's an establishing shot right outside the sorority, and there's two guys walking past on the sidewalk, and they one of them murmurs something to the other. Did you guys hear what he said? I don't remember. I didn't write it down word for word, but one guy just tells the other guy. I opened up the peanut butter. I put in my John Thomas and I did the deed. <laughs> and then they just cut away. <laughs> Those two are never seen or heard from again. It was just a throwaway line that you could barely hear. The only reason I heard it is because I was wearing a headphones because I was watching the movie late at night. You know, not to wake up the, the fam watching sorority babes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
because I heard something. I was like, what? So I, re- I, re- I rewound it and then turned it up. And yeah, that's what they're talking about. There you go. It's a little fun fact for you. Just normal conversation. <laughs> totally normal. Well, yeah, pretty much uh, that leads us up to the imp. They get the trophy. It's knocked over and the imp is released. Now get out of here and leave me alone. Or I'll stuff this trophy so far up that boy's ass. You'll see it every time he opens his mouth. Let's go. Calvin? grand wishes to everyone except for spider who's not very nice to the imp yeah poor old uncle impy uncle impy whatever his <laughs> voice sounds like i'm not good at impressions well it's a pretty stereotypical uh <laughs> it just reminded me of like the jive talking uh scene from um airplane that's <laughs> yeah. no, just a they just put some horrible stereotype on the or the crows from dumbo I think he's yeah. supposed to be the crows from Dumbo. Or the crows from the Wiz. Or the crows from the <laughs> Also, another little fun fact. Uh, I first watched this film on Shudder about three years oh, ago, what? I'd say. Here's a fun fact. And the uh, theatrical poster, which is, a, I think, just the cover art for the DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. The woman, and supposed to be Linnea Quigley, although it doesn't really look like her, no, no, no. And she has the wrong colored shirt. Yeah. That is part of the Midnight Movie Cowboys podcast logo. 
Yes, I think so. Yes, it is. And that's where, um, as I remember seeing the movie, like I watched it, I was like, I've seen the, this poster somewhere or something. It's an iconic poster. And then I was going through my podcast uh, list, and then I saw her again. I go, there it is. It cropped her right into the uh, Men and Movie Cowboys logo. I'd asked Stu about it because I said, um, you know, think about doing uh, Sorority Babes and Slime Bob Bolarama. He'd never seen it. I said, well, I mean, you guys should do it. You know, it's it's part of your logo. And he's like, eh, you know, I haven't seen half of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who he said to the logo, but yeah, one of the best logos out there. And uh, yeah, uh, the Lania Quigley lookalike is part of it. Kind of, kind of. Well, they make it look like she's uh, holding a paddle behind her back, though. So is that supposed I'm to be? <laughs> it's like a amal- amalgamation of like half the characters. Maybe, the maybe the person making it was unfamiliar with the bowling. Because <laughs> Quigley's wearing those pants, you know, with the black yeah. circle patches and whatnot. But yeah, it's a different. It's a torn shirt, but it's a, it's a she's wearing a black shirt, and then on the poster it's blue. But anywho, just lighting. It's just sliding. Isn't it interesting that the most fascinating aspects of this film are not the film <laughs> itself? <laughs> well, I mean, it is It is just another creepazoids. It is. So I'll have to see creepazoids. I mean, now, I guess. Well, I mean they, they're so similar. It's like watching the same movie twice. Like, what about Nightmare Sisters? Is that just complete I, the trilogy? Is there a magical character in Nightmare Sisters? I don't think so. But that would complete the uh, well. It, it just more stuff. the two film arc of the three there's, screen there's, queens all together. No, there's no real arc though; it just goes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although this one, I read that uh, quickly. Well, I basically Charles Band gave her this the script and said, "Just pick whoever you want to be. Love to have you in the film." And uh, she picked Spider, and uh, she liked playing Spider because it was one of the few films she didn't have to get naked. She said, "Yes." She's not a naked in of course, this. Of course, they call her a punk dyke in there. <laughs> it was the 80s. It was obligatory. Mm-hmm. Parlance of the times. You couldn't make that today. Did you say you can't make that today? <laughs> couldn't. I'll kill you. <laughs> can't say that word. Try not But yeah, I like to, uh, I guess, finish the uh, the Scream Queen filmography, the B movie Scream Queen filmography of the eighties. You got to see like trophy heads and everything. You got to continue and see it all. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's still still going on in its own way. Um. So yeah, I like to see more Michelle Bauer, more Ricky Stevens, more Quigley. I've only, I think I've only, the only other Quigley film I think I've seen. I mean, I know I've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night, but that might be the only one. You've seen Return of the Living Dead? What? Uh, Return of the Living Dead? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Oh, boy. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. On my list. Oh, wow. okay. You recently got the 4K, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I get it. I get <laughs> but you get every 4K. Yeah. I try to. I'm not resistant. I'm just not like when I'm buying a lot of movies these days, I'm still not going all out on the 4k yet just because I'm not fully. uh, I mean, I have a PS4 and I have a 4k TV, but I want a bigger one before I really start worrying about 4k. 
So I only have like 10. They all, I bought Halloween Kills on 4K the other day at Target because it was on sale. So they're, all, they're all made to be seen on, on OLED. <laughs> That's just how it is. I mean, you can... They, they're, they're and I don't even like Halloween Kills. <laughs> and so it's kind of depressing that I'm well, buying a 4K of a movie I don't even really like. But Paul's is buying is, is, is part of the, our hobby. <laughs> I mean, I'm a completist, so I got a complete... I'm going to have to get yeah. Halloween ends too. Probably in 4K. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards. I look good on the shelf to, next to each well, other. On Target, it was only 15 bucks. And I'm thinking, well, I'm losing money if I'm. Uh, how did you see? They took here? it off a of peacock. So I couldn't watch it. Because yeah. I wanted to, re even though I didn't care for it, I wanted to rewatch it before ends came out. So I figured, what the hell? Let's get another 4K. His Best Buy has some, has some good deals for 4K. You don't even have to rewatch it. The, the new one takes place four years later. <laughs> big mike shows up about an hour in i wish it was like the uh all the like the early friday the 13th where they give you the recap yeah people people are hostile they don't like recaps anymore for whatever reason yeah terrifier 2 kind of starts that way oh really a little bit well yeah so was that a fathom event no it was uh included in a list but it was uh I don't know. It was some uh, other distributor that I, I wasn't familiar with. Bloody Disgusting was one of the producers on it, which I didn't realize. Yes. That's uh, like, no wonder they're pushing the shit out of it. Good for him. Well, that's the uh, Bloody Disgusting. They're in on that streaming service, right? What's the name of that streaming yeah. service? Screenbox? Screenbox. Yeah, because it just okay. debuted on there. Yep. Yeah, and then after the movie, they had like a uh, probably a ten or fifteen minute clip from uh, one of Bloody Disgusting's podcasts where they interviewed the uh, director and star, and uh, kind of mm -hmm. talked about um, well behind the scenes stuff and where they're gonna go from here because they, they, I mean, it's open for more sequels for sure. Keep the art, the clown business going. I loved it. Forget it. it was fantastic. What's his name again? Art. Art, Art the, clown. the Clown. No, I bet the, the actor. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. David Thornton. David Thornton. Okay, yeah, because I saw him at Crypticon, the last one I went to, which was 2019. He wasn't at this one, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, he was at 2019, I think. Yep. He's usually I used to good. follow him on Twitter, and then he got banned because all he did was threaten Republican politicians. <laughs> He doesn't like people, so he's like, he, he, he was uh, he was very mad at them all the time. <laughs> it was like all he could do is just tweet mean things at them. Well, you know, it's, it's part of being an actor, I think, is reminding you, your fellow actors, how 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 hard you'll go for them, fellow actors, <laughs> on full marina series. <laughs> but I, but that that's it. The, he, he, I don't know what his beef with me. Oh, is there... maybe, maybe I was mean to him at a convention. Did he block you? No. I did. When uh, he, he used to be my Facebook friend, but he un oh. he unfriended me. So I, I don't know why. Wow. I do not know why. I, I, and, uh, and it's like, that's like, that's like some art school shit right there, dude. <laughs> um, and it doesn't make <laughs> So he's definitely got a problem with me. <laughs> definitely. Because, you know, he, he, there was, you know, 5,000 Facebook friends, you know, 
picked you out. He picked you out in particular. This guy's got to go. Four thousand nine hundred. Maybe he said something nice about a Republican. Uh, I'll I'll say this: he's not the original Art the Clown. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I haven't seen the. uh, He's the second guy to play Art the Clown. So before we delete people from our friends list, you know, (laughs) I'm just saying. I bet, I bet the original Dr. Let's be real here. Yeah. Let's not be meta. Let's be real. Oh, it's Terrifier 2 is fucking great. I, I haven't seen Terrifier 2 yet. I think only two people walked out in uh, the screening I went to and didn't come back. And it was yeah, pretty I full. Did. It was a pretty full house. Although once once the credits hit, everybody left. There was only like four of us that stayed for the special feature. Well, yeah, the dedicated fandom. <laughs> the dedicated fandom. It was uh, it was like an eight thirty show on a Sunday though, so and it's you know two and a half hours. Yeah. All right, well we can start to wrap up uh, wrap up the movie. Oh, because all that's left now is you know the imp is he granted the wishes. The wishes are quickly going bad. <laughs> As they do. Everything's turning into a pumpkin. The murders start. We get Jimmy gets his head cut off in the, the shiner. It's bowled down the alleyway. Um, yeah, Taffy gets torn apart, as Brett pointed out, like Taffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was the Bride of Frankenstein, and then there was like the other girl was like a, a zombie, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah, demon. it was... I think they, he called her a demon. A she-demon. Hate the she-demons. Because we got to gender everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even in 1988. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the Taffy was the uh, the prom queen. Yep. Turn, uh, the imp granted her prom queen wish. Her dress. I'm trying to think of the other dress. Yeah, her dress started uh, tearing up immediately. Jimmy wanted gold, and it turned out to be like cardboard or something. It was wood, wood or something, yeah. <laughs> Although the one guy, Keith, yeah, he just wanted Michelle Bauer and like Nymph just gave her Michelle Bauer or gave him Michelle Bauer. Yeah, he's like and nothing really turned sour on that except for the fact that she just wanted to have sex with him 24 uh, seven. Overwhelmed to say the Keep least. Up. Yeah. Keep up. <laughs> Cause the imp's like, I know what and... you want. You want a pork Lisa. <laughs> What becomes of Lisa? I forget. At the end, I think she gets shot. Lisa and Keith. No, the the she demon. She gets shot. You know, Babs gets turned. Yeah. Babs is running around. Babs gets turned into uh, like a dominatrix type. Only two survivors at the end, right? Didn't Lisa? One of them got put in the uh, fryer. I think. Yes. That may have been Keith when he's looking around and his. Uh, I think he's just got a towel covering him. I think, yeah, I think he got dunked in the uh, deep fryer. The she-demon, she gets shot by Spider. And then she comes back later because she's in the back of the car that is flipped. It must have must have been about a third of the budget <laughs> that stunt destroying that car. So, yeah, Spider and Calvin ride off into the sunset together. Uh, spider puts the imp back into the well she traps him in some sort of a can or a tin I forget what it was 
It was a, like a tobacco canister. It was like a jumbo yeah, tobacco canister. Who uh, did Briar Frankenstein? Did she kill the janitor? Um, I cannot recall. Well, I, I found Babs paddled Lisa to death. <laughs> paddled her to death. Yeah, I, I wrote down Babs paddles Lisa, and I think that was the end of Lisa. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Frankie killed the janitor. Okay. Well, they they kind of like they show her going into the janitor's closet, and they you know he thinks it's Calvin and Spider, and then yeah. like she leaves, and then they come back and find him dead. So like you don't actually see the janitor die. There's that great <laughs> back and forth between the janitor and uh, Spider. I was just howling. Like, he just kept repeating everything she said. I can't hear you. Maybe we should do this. <laughs> no, not a bird. <laughs> that too, a mishearing. <laughs> I've been here at this bowling alley almost all my life. Here we are. Matter of fact, it was March 1956. You see, there's a fella named Dave McCabe used to come in here all the time. He loved a bowl, but he was just terrible at it, don't you know? I mean, just awful. Every time he picked up a ball, it'd end up in the gutter. Well, folks, they they laughed at him, and they, they made fun of him. Then one day, McCabe came in, and he bowled a perfect game. And he kept right on to doing it. Every one of them perfect. Strike every time. He even won the, the league tournament that year. And that's when all the terrible things started to happen. Everybody who'd ever, ever made fun of or laughed at old Dave, I mean, even just a little bit, they started turning up dead. And I mean, awful dead, all ripped apart. It was a terrible thing to see. Enough cops. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They did call the cops. And the cops figured old Dave done it, and they took him away. Poor fella. He died that very year in the gas chamber, just two days before Christmas. Sounds like an awful mess. No, no, he never did confess. No, sir, right up to the very end, he said he never done it. Said he used black magic to call up some sort of imp, you know, to help him out and be a better boy and all. And then he said things just got out of hand, and this imp just started killing everything in sight. That is really the most stupid damn story I've ever heard. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't a bird. It was an imp. An imp, you see. No, uh, Dave told me that, and I believe him, because I was there, I seen them bodies. Oh, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, but how'd the imp get in the trophy? What? How'd the imp get in the trophy? Oh, that, well, uh, McCabe told me about that just before he got arrested. You see, he trapped him in there, yeah. It seems uh, an imp, when he gets trapped up in close places like that, he loses all his powers, you know, like uh, old King, what's his name, uh, Solomon, you know, that bottled up all the genies like you read about. And you just left him on a shelf for 30 years. Uh, hey, I ain't gonna mess with no black magic. Besides, everything was fine till you kids let him out. <laughs> so what are, we, what are we supposed to do now? What? What are we supposed to do now? Well, you trap him like McCabe did, I guess. You, you do what old King Saul would have done. Right. We just get him in a headlock, kick him in the butt, and put the little shit right back into the trophy. It really sounds like no problem to me. I'm sure you can handle it, Calvin. 
I hear you tell something about turning magic against itself, but I don't know how you do that. I think what you got to do is probably uh, get him in a headlock and kick him in the butt and then stuff the little shit back in the trophy. Great suggestion! Well, at least we know what we're up against, so probably the best thing to do is go find the others, huh? Okay, let's do that. Now, listen, I want you to wait here, you lock the door, and listen for us, please. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. This dang thing's going on the blink again. Here, I said you wait here, lock the door, and listen for us. Uh, it still ain't working. I tell you what I better do. I think I better wait right here and lock the door and then listen for you. Oh, great idea. Good idea. Yes. Come on. Yeah, he definitely keeps it watchable and kind of speeds it up after the first slow 15 well, minutes. Well, that scene so. goes on forever. That's got to be like a 10-minute scene. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Like, I can't hear you. I'm just going to wait here and wait for wait to hear you listen for you guys. For your well, I've heard you, you can use black magic to beat black magic, but you probably don't know how to do that. So maybe uh, get him in a headlock, <laughs> kick him in the butt, and put him in a container. <laughs> That's what do. That I could have used more scenes in the mall. Well, Seems like they could have used. I didn't have the access they wanted. Yeah, I mean, they're there at night. Yeah, you see the Woolworth, you see the the Payless shoes, the J.C. Penny. The opportunities were endless, but um, all squandered, I guess. Yeah, they must not have paid enough. Maybe they just had one night access or something. Guessing cheap. Mm. Keep it in the common areas. Stay out of the stores. <laughs> you can do stuff next to the fountain, but don't go in it. <laughs> yeah. Back when you could just smoke cigarettes willy-nilly around the mall. As Babs is smoking, I was like, God, that would have been fun. <laughs> I suppose uh, we could rate this. It's hard for me to quantify sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama. Uh, let's have our guests go first. You need a little reminder our scales it's a five-tiered system the top of the heap is asap watch this movie as soon as possible then it goes down to soonish then to eventually which is kind of our basic stamp of approval and then last resort and never you don't want to be part of the dreaded never category well, for me everything is an asap the utmost emergency urgency <laughs> asap that means now so you can see all three, all four, all five in order. <laughs> right now. So when this comes out on 4K, you're going to get it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Provided it's from an original, original element. You're not like, oh, we, yeah. we scanned a Monsters HD Cinematel scan again from a printout or something. That kind of chicane. The DVD I have is okay it's decent for a dvd the transfer but yeah so you're saying if i get the blu-ray i should get the 88 films Blu-ray. well they're both they're both the same and you know and, and it's more awesome. so they use the same, same transfer one. element it doesn't really matter supporting the well it, i mean if we're going to be sorority babes purists then you get the 88 films. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay, so you're rating it an ASAP, huh? ASAP. Okay, what about uh, out of 10? 
think of four. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Brett, what would you rate it? I, I think it's a, uh, it just falls into the last resort. It's uh it's fairly entertaining, but uh, I think you could, you know, you'd be okay if you don't see it. It's a last resort. Yeah. I'm with you. I remember when I first saw this, I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot more. Definitely would have given it an eventually back then. Watching it again now, like, mm, I don't know, I must have been just drunk enough or just high enough or something watching it that I had just a blast. But, uh, you know, as you talked about earlier, Charles Band, he makes those stoner pictures. He, he does. It's... So I think if I were to consume a, a nice it may help. Uh, THC or, or... beverage or gummy, it, it may help. It may help. Provided which is uh, legal now uh, in minnesota medicine. it's all good medicine and yes, of course. <laughs> i think I'd, I'd have a heck of a time yes there's still some fun to be had some laughs some tits every 88 not 80 every empire full moon movie is essential um <laughs> cannot cannot be stressed enough they're okay. all essential brett what would you give it out of 10 since we had zolly rated uh five out of 10 Whoa, okay. Um, hey, I don't want to be boring, but I'm gonna go with Brett. I'll get uh, last resort and uh, five. That's a last resort. Now, you guys read it higher than I did, and I said it to immediately. You you gave it the ASAP, (laughs) but I also said on a scale of 10 in front. So the the WTM five tiered rating system is a little skewed for some. It's skewed. There's excitement. <laughs> it may not be the best uh, scale for you to be rating movies on. Well, can't see it. Well, what did you give the? Didn't you give the Batman a never? It was like a two or three. Like a <laughs> well, like you have to see it because it's the new Batman. You can't. I, I saw they're making some kind of penguin spinoff. I, I can't remember if it's a they, series. They, or, they, they, how are they going to compete with Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> I mean, really? You're going to have Colin Farrell in a rubber man costume, which is Danny DeVito doing the real thing. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to work, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Save you some money. Oh, he man. just plays a Guido. That's all it is. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> a floppy rubber costume. To me, it's like Colin Farrell could have like been Batman. <laughs> but they're like, let's put you in a let's let's have you made up like John Burke and Thinner. That's <laughs> the, the beginning. The beginning of Thinner. Yeah, the beginning Thinner, not the, the end. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to bring up about this film or Charles Band before we get into fun facts? Buy buy the domestic edition if you want to support domestic full moonism. Mm. If you want the LPCM track, the lossless original mono. I mean, <laughs> you know, if they make it in 4K, the mono might not be lossless. Mm. I'm not saying there's a 4K release in the pipeline, but I wouldn't put it past them. You can always scan the element again. Well, rest assured, if there is a 4K release, I know I'm probably going to hear about it from one of your tweets. Uh, rest Why don't you uh, pump your uh, Twitter handle? Oh, my Twitter is uh, Zolly Beck. My Twitter name. Yeah, I know. It's my name. It's my name. You have a few of them, though. 
Yeah. My, you have a couple backups. That's my professional one. That's my professional <laughs> one. I want to have, you know, only nice things said. There's no, there's no evidence of any online hijinks or Siberian crusade. And for all of your collectible needs, head on over to Cedar Cliff Collectibles in Egan, Minnesota. And can you buy anything online? No. I mean, you can buy stuff on an eBay store where there are our online store is like a web 1.0 GeoCities piece of shit. And like, <laughs> it, it's like just like a we're here. We're in this strip mall. Dealer. This is where our address is. Yeah. like This is the cool. number. Yeah, like photos of like comics from like 12 years ago. But like, mm. we still have comics. So like, come on down. <laughs> but like, it doesn't matter. Like, you feel like, oh, well, it's comics. <laughs> Any. Well, like, people just use Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I suppose I should make a Twitter for the store. But then I'd have to be, like, really behaved. Like, really, <laughs> really, oh, boy, like, really so nice. Steve wouldn't want to run that? Well, Steve, Steve like, has no patience for, like, uh, that whole, that whole clout thing. It's too cool. <laughs> not, he will not suffer. He will not suffer. So, you know. I mean, his Instagram is just our toy Instagram, which is, you know, which is good. The toy posse doesn't like us for whatever reason. That's another weird thing. Not that it's not an art the clown level piece. <laughs> it's weird. I have no answer against them. I think, uh, okay. The toy posse, I mean. All right. Well, let's, uh, Get into fun facts here. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. There isn't too many. Probably just a couple we'll touch on. We already we already gave you plenty of fun facts. Zolly with oh. the wealth of knowledge on Charles Band. Oh. Sorry, that's my ear squeaking. <laughs> that's all right. Really uh, David uh, Dicotto said this is the only film he directed where he was continuously drunk, and so were most of the actors and crew. The set had an open bar and they put it to good use. Which seems to me like if you have a, a production budget of 90000 you would think an open bar would be the last thing yeah. you would spend money on. But maybe Charles Band was just like, you know, this is going to lead to more creativity it and is, my cast being more loose. It's entirely possible Charles Band's uh, ultimately collecting the bar tab of the bar. And that's why there was one. I will also charge people to drink because I'm the <laughs> caterer. It's probably it's probably cheaper than cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Uh, here's another one. Producer Charles Band held a contest among the employees at Empire Pictures to come up with a new title for the movie because he felt the imp was no longer relevant. The title he chose was Bitch and Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolo-Rama which the entire cast hated, except for Andres Jones, who loved it. Uh, fortunately, the MPAA said they couldn't use the word bitchin' in a movie title and forced them to drop it. But they still called it sorority babes in the slam ball bullorama, so it's like they just didn't like that I had bitchin' at the beginning of it. Yeah. Eight out of eight found it interesting. <laughs> Here's another fun fact. The janitor tells a story about a man named David McCabe 
This was director David Decato's uh, alternate name when he directed adult films. Oh, boy. Are you familiar with any of his adult films, Zolly? No, because they're all before, like, you know, the vivid video, Howard Stern, you know, or pornography. So, like, I, I was kind of introduced to the, the porn world by uh, Zalman King in the early 90s with Showtime and his Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. Uh, those softcore uh, skin flicks. Was there maybe David Decato had uh, some of those or something? It's entirely possible. But I think it's, it's probably his probably is hardcore, probably. Like it's still in hardcore. Zalman King's is like softcore. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Classy porn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Stewart Wildman, who played Keith, was originally supposed to have a uh, nude scene in the locker room, but then decided he couldn't do it. David Decato told him he would at least have to wear tidy whities but then he showed up wearing boxers. What great trivia. <laughs> the sorority is tri-delt, delta, 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 but the paddle is beta, theta, pi. No explanation is given. Also, the letters over the sorority house uh, doors say Pi Chi Omega. So, yeah, <laughs> doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Any Greek experts down there? <laughs> Here's another fun fact. Apparently, the location for the sorority house was later used in two other uh, Quigley movies, Murder Weapon from 89 and Horror Workout from Mm. Oh, I don't know. But they're all part of the cycle. You gotta watch the cycle. Okay. You gotta watch the cycle. ASAP. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a cycle. I'm a cycle completist. So I think we uh we've covered yeah. all the interesting trivia. Every possible fact. IMDb. Everything right. that's uh, written in there is hundred percent true. All of it. <laughs> Verified. Not to be taken with a Verified and fact checked. He showed up in boxers. Can you believe it? So he probably fact checked once in a while by uh, Zolly. Do you ever do any fact checking on IMDb? No? Uh, I stopped going on IMDb trivia once it was entirely news regenerated because then it could be internal hagiographies done by people like, you know, uh, Sibyl Danny. And you can't <laughs> trust it. <laughs> uh. All right. Anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to plug, Zolly? Well, I, I, no plugs to plug. You were recently on uh, the Midnight Movie Cowboys podcast yes, uh, talking I, about I, X-Files. Oh, yeah. I was on, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the time and time again. Yes, X-Files. Uh, one of the pushers, I think it was. Yeah. Do you have uh, any other upcoming episodes with them? Uh, probably. I don't know. They happen. Just nothing in the can, as they nothing say. Nothing in the can. No, thing. That's okay. the glitch. I don't uh, any, other, any other shows you're, you make appearances uh, on? I'm ostensibly making a movie about the killing of Toby Hooper. With what of Toby Hooper? The killing of Toby Hooper. <laughs> um, but that's that's on the DL. <laughs> the DL. It involves nice. wrangling of talent. And wrangling is, is horrible. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And, uh, teaching us all about Charles Band. Definitely loaded up my uh, watch list with a bunch of his films. Some full moon features. 
We are all Charlie Band's students. He, he schools us continually. Yeah, I was I was looking for something to watch last night, and I, I think I passed up about ten movies that you mentioned tonight. I don't know if they're still out there. If they got taken off uh, on demand, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going through all the on demand stuff. I, I went through like an hour and a half and finally settled on something. But I, I swear I saw at least ten of the movies that you mentioned tonight. So, so I'll probably have to go back and try to find those again. Uh, Brett, where can people find some lovely merch and help out the show? You can go to wtmwatchthismovie.creator-spring.com. Well, you can uh, reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at positivelywolf1, which is also the handle to his letterbox profile. Uh, mine slash the show's letterbox is under eric underscore molder. Uh, Zali, you got a letterbox? Not yet. I, I might make one to, to comment on on recent movies. But also, you better. I've I've been looking for you. I'm like, oh, oh, why doesn't he have a letterbox? It's too cool. It's too cool. <laughs> Check out our website at wtmwatchesmovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Check you later. Bye. Later. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking Check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case. 30 years. Hey, if you know something about this, you better tell us. Because that imp has this whole damn place sealed up. And the only way out is by dying. I ain't lying. No, it was 30 years. I ought to know I've been here that long.